Hey everybody, what's going on? How you guys doing? Welcome to the Pucknologist Show 113 here on Teal Town USA. As always, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button while you're here. Hit the notification bell to be reminded anytime we go live and have new content available and a thumbs up on the videos are always appreciated. If you'd like to support Teal Town USA with a donation and have your live comment featured on the show immediately, you can use the Super Chat option. And uh, we appreciate those, but we love it much more if you use the Venmo app to support our show. It allows us to receive 100% of your generous donation, and our Venmo is at Teal Town USA. And if you're listening to the audio stream on your favorite podcast platform, such as iTunes or Spotify, again, hit the subscribe button, leave us a nice review, five stars if you enjoyed the content, and remember, it's about the social media kids. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. We're on just about every uh, every one of them uh, for more Sharks, Barracuda, and hockey-related content. And you can find everything at tealtownusa.com. All right, now that that's out of the way, <laughs> how y'all doing? Uh, let's see here. I think we're joined by one Mr. Hockey Jerk. Yes, uh, I'm very excited. You know, we're we're gonna get to talk about the uh, the quarter waypoint of the 2020-21 season. And wait, what do you mean it's still the off season? It's December. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it was the quarter point of next season already. Dude, I thought we'd be third of the way through by now, dude. Are, we're not <laughs> we're not playing game 33 on Tuesday. What's going on? <laughs> oh, in another world, my friend. In another world. So <clears throat> it's me. It's hockey jerk. And oh wait. We got somebody else for you. Welcome in our special guest from SanJoseHockeyNow.com, Shang Pang. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's up? And hey, guys, on the bright side, uh, if we were a third away in a season, we might be spending a lot of our time thinking about the 2021 lottery, so we don't have to think about that right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a solid point. <laughs> Dude, Shang coming in hot. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things, uh, at least one of the reasons why I wanted to have Shane on tonight is his latest piece, again, SanJoseHockeyNow.com, talks about Doug Wilson handing out longer contracts uh, to maybe players that are beyond their best by date, I don't know, or just at the beginning <laughs> or at the end, either way. Uh, but I want to talk about this just because recently The Athletic uh, the Sharks finished last in contract efficiency per mm. per Dom Lecision. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, just longest name. Buy a vowel. Buy a vowel, buddy. Um, <laughs> but they dropped from 13th to 31st, and they also did a ranking for the front office and the confidence from the fans in that front office, and their ranking went from 7th to 27th. NHL future projections are ranking the Sharks at 30th for the 23-24 season. Um, these are not num these numbers are not trending in the right way. <laughs> now, Shang, you talked about how Doug Wilson has kind of shifted his philosophy when it comes to uh, contracts, and you know I know that for the longest time it was okay, no deal after, uh, no deal longer than five years, but we'll give out no moves and no trades like they're candy on Halloween. And I 
it all started with Brent Burns, right? And it's like, oh, no, now we're going to do these max term deals and whatnot. So, I mean, are we paying in California tax here? Like, what what do you think has caused this change in Doug Wilson? Well, it's something that uh, I'd like to ask uh, Doug myself at some point, And so I'll see if well, good luck uh, getting he'll an want answer, to talk but yeah. Um, <laughs> in all fairness to Doug, uh, all the players he signed at the time and uh, the contracts that, that we're talking about here are eight years to Brent Burns, uh, six years to Martin Jones, eight years to Vlasic, seven to Kane, uh, eight to Couture, and eight to Carlson. Look, at the time that these contracts were signed, all these contracts were fair value or under market value. Uh, Burns would have made more than 864 if he had hit UFA. Vlasic would have made more than seven, or I'm sorry, eight and 56 if he hit UFA. Uh, Kane probably would have hit more than seven and 49. Um, and so I, 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 I can understand obviously what uh, Doug Wilson was thinking there. And at the time he gave the contracts to these players, all these players were performing at high levels uh, or still performing at high levels. Um, and they just all kind of, except for Evander Kane uh, this past season, they all kind of dropped off uh, this past season. And so when you hear that, when you hear five of your six big money players had bad seasons uh, last year, the media thought is, well, if they're so good, they're probably going to bounce back. The problem, though, the worrisome thing here, though, is that all these players, most of these players have crossed into their 30s. And so that's why it makes it a little more, um, if these players are in their, in their mid-20s and, and five or six of them had bad seasons, then you probably feel a lot better about them bouncing back. But if five or six of them have had bad seasons, had bad seasons last year, and they've all, they're all into their 30s, you know, uh, it doesn't uh, leave you as uh, reassured. But uh, as to the why, uh, right now, uh, I threw out a bunch of uh, speculative questions in my article. Uh, speculation as simple as, was it simply the price of business to keep your stars in a modern era, possibly? Uh, was it easier to commit less when your stars like Thornton and Marlowe in their primes? You know, that's one of the amazing things about Thornton and Marlowe. All their contracts have been three, four-year contracts, even in the middle of, of their primes. And so if those guys are accepting shorter contracts, then, you know, that maybe that helps to get everybody else in line. I don't know. Uh, uh, or was it uh, kind of the, uh, one of those things where uh, success, you know, winning uh, leads you to, to, you know, to take riskier and riskier chances. So the 2016 Sharks, obviously two wins away from the cup. The 2019 Sharks, two victories away from the final. And did that kind of push Wilson to make uh, these uh a more dangerous bets to you know try to win one for Jumbo, win one for Patty, win one for Pabs or whatever. Hmm. <clears throat> well, see, you talk about that price of business, and it. I've always kind of wondered: Do the Sharks or the California teams at large maybe have to tack on a few extra bucks on some of these contracts because taxes are so high in California, or? Just uh, you know, there's maybe a few extra bucks, but I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, it's a uh, sort of a, a, a deal breaker because the Sharks from 2003 to 16, right? Uh, they were able to fill very very competitive teams, and the longest contract they gave, uh, they had one exception to giving a contract more than five years, and that was to Milan Mahalik. 
And that was a six-year contract for a 22-year-old player who was coming off a 26-goal season. So, so six-year contract <laughs> to a 22-year-old player doesn't really seem too risky. Nope. Actually ended up kind of, you know, kind of was because he had injuries. But anyway, though, the, the point, though, is that uh, the Sharks uh, and a lot of these California teams have been able to, uh, well, the Sharks especially, yeah, from 2003 to 16, they were able to flourish with, uh, with giving these, you know, not having to give out these, you know, at the time, you were allowed to give these 10, 10-year contracts. The Sharks never gave out any of those. <laughs> Hello, and Roberto Luongo. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I don't know. The California thing, uh, you know, there's on one hand, yes, the taxes are, are, are you know, are, are difficult here. They're challenging here. On the other hand, people like to live here. And so people, you know, kind of, it's kind of that, uh, uh, you, that, that balancing thing, you know, so there's the good and there's the bad. So, but overall on the balance, I don't know if that uh, is a huge factor in things. It could be. Well, see, one of the things that stands out for me, and I've mentioned this before, is defensive drafting. And between taking Vlasic back in 05 up till Ferraro, I mean, that's a 10-year window. The Sharks took 27 defensemen during that time, and only five had done anything in the NHL. And, of course, I'm referring to Justin Braun, Jason Demers, uh, Dylan DeMello, Joachim Ryan, and Mirko Mueller. And out of that group, only Mueller was taken you know, in the top three rounds. Everybody else was below that. But that gets you an 18% success rate. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, um, let's, you know, let's compare that with teams that have had success recently. Tampa, during that same stretch, took 22 defensemen and seven of the guys that they took have over 100 games played. That's good for 32% versus that 18% for the Sharks. St. Louis took 24 defensemen with seven over 100 games played, good for 29%. The Capitals took 24 with six over 100, good for 25%. And the Penguins took 25 with eight over 100 games played, good for 32%. Now, not everybody is doing much better than the Sharks in that department. Vancouver, during that same stretch, took 25 defensemen with only three over 100 games played, good for a whopping 12%. So I think that if you look at that, that's that's definitely something of focus that the, the Sharks need to look at. Now, they've gone and they've taken guys, obviously, uh, Ryan Merkley. Uh, who's who's the other defensive guy that they took recently? Well, Knives uh, Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Knives Yeah. But, but it, it seems like they're now with the ascension of Doug Wilson Jr., not only do they seem to be kind of willing to take more kind of a, a high risk, high reward kind of a thing, obviously with Ryan Merkley. But um, that I think that's one of the key factors. I mean, when you look that for a time there, what they had that four of their top five defensemen all had to be like bought, you know, whether it was like Carl. Well, when I say bought, you know, that you had to, you didn't d develop and draft them. You had to go out and buy right. these guys or trade for them. So you end up with, Eric Carlson or Brent Burns or um, Bre uh, Brendan Dillon. So that to me, that's like a part of the key focus that this team needs to have. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely can see your point there. That's uh, some uh, good stuff you found there. I actually didn't know that, but it is true though, that uh, basically since uh, Vlasic and maybe you say Braun, 
that the Sharks really haven't drafted uh, what you would call an impact top four kind of defenseman. Some people would argue the mellow kind of fit, but that's, that would be a little bit of a stretch, I think, at this point. Jason Demers, too, was pretty decent, too. But, uh, but anyway, though, Vlasic was the last kind of, uh, kind of world-class defenseman that the Sharks have drafted. Uh, but to the Sharks' credit, though, they were able to fill those kind of spots, right, mm-hmm. uh, in the top four of their defense for years by uh, smart trades. Uh, Dan Boyle, Brent Burns, uh, even the Eric Carlson trade, you know, in hindsight, obviously, it looks, uh, doesn't look very good right now. But it, at the time, though, at the time, you couldn't find anybody who thought the Sharks lost that deal. And so, you know, we had to look at that deals two ways. You know, they look at the uh, deal at the time uh, when, and the Eric Carlson trade, uh, the Eric Carlson trade made 100 uh, percent sense at that time. And of course, there's hindsight and hindsight, you know, right now doesn't look like it's going to favor the Sharks. Um, but, yeah, so I think that you got to fill out your defenseman, however, you know, however you can. And the Sharks for years have been able to fill it out with a lot of really good trades, you know, getting guys like Burns and Boyle, you know, maybe at a uh, little bit lower than um, than they should, right? They were able to get pretty good deals on those guys yeah. and turn those guys or at least put those guys front and center of their defense, and those guys were able to flourish front and center being number one defensemen. Um, so right now, though, the trouble for the Sharks is that you have all these older defensemen, obviously, Vlasic, Burns, and Carlson. We're not sure where they're going to go next year. These are all in their 30s. They all have, whether it's a physical injury, kind of physical maladies that we're not certain about, or they're just getting older, and that happens too, of course. So we're not sure where they're going to go. And you have uh, Mario Ferraro, who definitely is a promising young defenseman, but, you know, who, how promising, we're not sure. You know, is he ready to, for example, uh, take some of the load off of Vlasic. You know, Vlasic is a, guy, is a guy who probably needs some of the load taken off of him in terms of the tough matchups. So could a Ferraro kind of move up there a little bit and play with a Carlson a little bit, play with a Burns a little bit, you know, kind of ease the burden of, of, uh, of a Vlasic. Um, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see about that. But uh, you're definitely right that the defense is uh, something that they need to focus on. Uh, funny that we mentioned that. And, of course, the Sharks drafted nine forwards, <laughs> all forwards, <laughs> the most recent draft. But um, the, the, I think the Sharks are well aware that, uh, at least in the farm system, really every position right now is kind of a, a position of need. You know, they spent years uh, trading first-round picks uh, or, um, you know, playing well and having late first-rounders. And so they, you know, couldn't get the, the top talent there. And so I think they're, they're well aware of that. And right now, I would say, if we look over their defense, um, you know, guys like Merkley, Kanaya, there's definitely some some promise there. Um, you know, I don't know if any of those guys are going to step in uh, next year. You know, I know a lot of people hope that a Merkley can step in, but I think that's a little bit uh, pie in the sky. If you want to, I'm going to promote one of my articles. You want to read a recent uh, interview that we did with Mitch Brown. Uh, he's a writer for Elite Prospects, really smart uh, writer. Um, and uh, he is uh, not fond of Merkley's defensive game, and he doesn't think that that, that defensive game is going to, or it's going to take some time to translate at least. Hmm. And so if you're a Sharks fan, you think Merkley's going to step in next year, uh, you know, if, if I'm wrong, you know, please tell me in a year. And I want to be wrong. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to uh, say negative things about guys, and, you know, I, I don't like to be negative, but... Um, Merkley's game just doesn't look like it's going to translate to the NHL immediately. It'll need some time. And so in that case, then, then, then you're hoping on Ferraro uh, maybe stepping up, uh, Paznuchuk uh, maybe, uh, maybe making an impact. Though, again, if you read, um, if you 
you listen to that talk that we do with Mitch Brown, and he wrote an article for Elite Prospects uh, ranking the Shark system. Uh, he ranks the Shark system 20th in the league. And uh, Pashinchuk is in his kind of top 15 of Sharks prospects, but not very high, though. He's not seeing a very high ceiling for Pashinchuk. So anyway, that's a little uh, plug for that interview and also that article. Well, it'll <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Of course, like you said, you know, the, the hindsight on this stuff is going to be 2020. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Eric Carlson fan, as everybody knows. Uh, even Boomer Gordon on NHL Network on Sirius called the Carlson deal – what he would say a is going to be a GM killer. Uh, <laughs> it might well be, but I, I would ask though, like uh, when the the Sharks made it, I would ask you and and Gordon, like at the time, you know, the, the deal made perfect sense. I would, uh, yes. Uh, no, I have no problem with the with the trade. Uh, I have a problem with the extension. Okay, and that's and, that, and that's fair. The extension, there were definitely some questions going into it because Carlson didn't have a. A healthy season, um, so yeah, no, definitely. But and also in the case with uh, with uh, Boomer Gordon too, like I said, I don't know anybody at the time that that knocked the trade because at the time we were looking at one first round uh, uh, Sharks uh, uh, player going out. That's Josh Norris, right? Mm-hmm. Another first round pick going out, but everyone presumed that the Sharks were still going to be highly competitive, so it would be a you know early twenty pick or something like that, right? And so we're talking about two kind of mid late first rounders going out for Eric Carlson. I just mm-hmm. remember, you know, just to jump in, I just remember, you know, when everything, <clears throat> you know, all the details of that trade were starting to percolate at the time. You know, it was everybody on Twitter is saying, oh. It's got to be Meyer or Hurdle as the centerpiece right. of this deal, and then you get the whole, um, you know, the whole details of the trade. And I remember actually tweeting when I realized it wasn't either Meyer or Hurdle. I remember tweeting, you know, bargain bin, take it all, you know, because at the time the Sharks appeared to get away with not giving up anything that was too crucial to their team. Right, right. I know. It looked like the Sharks were able to kind of section off like. These are untouchables. They, you know, moved it off the table. And hey, here's all the rest of the stuff. There's some good stuff here. Take what you want. <laughs> and the Senators took, you know, a bunch of stuff. And actually, of course, it's, it looks like it's worked out for them because obviously Norris looks like he's going to pan out. Uh, Tierney's been a very solid player. He was a very solid player for the Sharks, and he's going to, you know, keep continuing uh, doing that for the Sens. And obviously, they got the number three pick. So. Well, uh, again, with the, this is going to be kind of fun to watch how it all transpires. I mean, honestly, we're really I'm not sure it'll be fun if you're a fan, but <laughs> well, we'll be you know we honestly we won't be able to judge this for you know another seven years or so. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, <laughs> I'm tired of complaining about Eric Carlson at this point. But anyway, uh, again, Shang Ping from SanJoseHockeyNow.com. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, giving us a little peek into that article because uh, that, that was definitely a solid one for me that I was kind of, oh, boy, sometimes I look at these contracts, man, and they just they, they creep me out, and I don't know that I have a whole lot of optimistic hope for the next five years, but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Well, let's take a one year at a time with these guys, right? So, with with these contracts and all these guys in their 30s, if you can get a couple of good years out of these guys, and that's pretty good. Uh, if you can get another, you know, vintage Eric Carlson season or a vintage Brent Burns season, you know, that'll be a pleasure to watch, uh, even if that doesn't mean uh, Stanley Cup. And so, you know, we can we can hope for things like that. 
And I guess the, the, the negative thing about this uh, long off season is that it gives us uh, too much time to kind of, you know, gaze at our, our navel or look at Cap Friendly or Puckpedia too much. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, thanks again. I mean, it keeps up with my article, so. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks again for joining us, man. You have a good night. Absolutely, guys. Yep. Take care, guys. Take it easy. See ya. So that was Shang Ping from San Jose Hockey Now joining us for uh, the first part of the show. Um, so, I mean, what's your take on this, Jerkman? You know, I, I, I mean, it, it's hard to find something Shang said that uh, I don't agree with. I, I think Shang obviously knows his know, shit, n- knows what the hell he's talking about, and, and has a very good way of explaining everything. Um, <clears throat> you know, I did. And kind of thinking about this, and we've we've gone back and forth about this exact subject. God, I don't even know how long. <laughs> and you know, it always to me, it always seems like it it devolves into a situation where it's like, oh well, Doug Wilson doesn't know what the hell he's doing because he gave out this contract and this dollar amount and yeah, blah blah blah. But here's the thing: most of the things that Doug Wilson has done in terms of giving contracts to players, that's not like something that Doug Wilson just came up with. Like that's how the other 30 GMs in the NHL operate as well. So I really like how Shang kind of posed that question where it's like, is this the price of doing business? Is this the price of staying competitive? And I a hundred percent think it is, you know, I, I know you hate the expression of if, if, if my team didn't pay him this, somebody else would have, I know you hate that expression, but I I'm inviting everybody to look at it in the sense. It's like, we want this guy. Why don't we just keep them? Yeah. You know? No, I feel you on that. Um, let's let's hit up Joey Mahoney on the chat for a hot minute. <clears throat> Eric Carlson was hella good when he was healthy. Clearly, Joey Mahoney is a California native. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but Eric Carlson was hella good when he was healthy. Why the hate? I don't get it. Um, he, he was great for six weeks. I'm when you're paying somebody the most money any defenseman is getting in the NHL, I want it for more than six weeks. But that's just me. I guess you call me greedy if you want, but I want to see more. If if you're the highest paid defenseman in the league, I think you should be in the Norris conversation every year. I, how dare you expect uh, the best player to be the best? How dare you? How, um, I know, right? <laughs> here's the thing is so uh eric carlson he had his groin Ooh. first of all his groin <laughs> yeah first of all he tore his groin i'm i'm not a i'm not the sharks team physician so i don't know when but if i'm sort of gonna you know eyeball it a little bit i'm gonna say he probably tore his groin sometime between ugh, january and march of 2019 and so groin injuries especially a tear it's it's at least a couple month recovery, assuming that you spend those couple months doing nothing. And as we all know, uh, Eric Carlson was playing hockey um, en route to the Western Conference Final. That doesn't exactly qualify as nothing. Um, <laughs> and then so he has the surgery to repair it at the end of May 2019. And he's back in the saddle um, by the beginning of October 2019, which is only four months now. Again, you're saying, well, you said it takes a couple of months to recover and four months qualifies as a couple of months. You're absolutely right. But there's a difference between recovering from something and then getting back to your previous level of competition. Yeah. 
Well, like your groin can 100% heal, but if you haven't thrown on a pair of skates in six months, there's going to be a few speed wobbles to start. And I think that's ultimately what happened with Eric Carlson this past season. I mean, I don't want to make excuses. Like he, and, and don't, I'm an Eric Carlson fan. I love the guy, but he was not as good as he should have been last year. And I don't want to make excuses for him, but you know, whether it's him or the medical staff or whoever, but you know, somebody came up with the decision for him to play while he was, while he was not a hundred percent ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he has been out of commission since February and probably won't get into a game until this coming February, I would hope that he's spent the last 12 months just chilling. I know he's got a daughter and they kind of, you know, small children make you chase after them, but (laughs) I would hope that aside, I would hope aside from that, you know, he's, he's just chilling and laying low and trying to get into gear because, you know, he, you know, if everything's dialed in, like it's his show. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Dude better, you know, with all this time off and everything, dude better be coming in hot is all I'm saying. Um, let's uh, hit the chat real quick before we move on. Uh, just a, a couple of fun notes here from Yo. I like that. Yo. Uh, does Yo. anyone notice that in real life the retro reverse jerseys are crap? <laughs> I feel only authentic's worth. Maybe I don't. I don't know if that's supposed to. I be think worth. they're trying to say only the authentics are worth it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm and I'm wearing an authentic. Um, I was gonna say that that's the uh, that's the official position of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, yo, uh, do us a favor. Hang on the line here for a minute because we're gonna be getting to that topic in a short amount of time. Uh, but hang with us uh, because I I have some things to say now that I have one of these jerseys. Uh, let's see here from Vince G, our homie. Uh, who needs to get a microphone. Uh, it also sucks San Jose has to deal with one of the most insane state tax brackets in the league. We kind of talked about that a little bit with Shang, uh, but he made a great point that, look, it, it, it's not as if taxes in California got ridiculous like in the last couple of years. It's been this way for a while, and Doug Wilson was able to ice a very competitive team. So so, le- so let me ask you this. Oh, shit. He's got questions. And then we can, and then we can move on. Um would you rather be rich and happy or super rich and unhappy? Well, see, I when I hear something like that, I go back to a scene from Boiler Room. One of my favorite lines is, whoever tells you money is the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. So <laughs> if you're super rich, I don't see how you could be unhappy. But make your That's point. A f- that's a fair point, but the point that I'm trying to make is if you are in a really good situation, the money is not that important. Well, when there's that many zeros on the check, sure. But what I'm saying is like if you said like if you said to me, "Oh, we'll give you 10 million or we'll give you 8 million, but we can guarantee that you'll be super 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 happy, never upset." I would take the discount and guarantee my happiness. I mean, happiness is ultimately you know, yeah. I mean, big cheese. Yeah, when you're talking the difference between eight million and ten million, it's almost like the whole thing of you know, like bad sex, bad pizza. Like even when it's bad, it's still not too shabby. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, choose between you know wealth or happiness. There you go. Uh, like a taiga is poking the bear tonight. Uh, in AJ's defense, when EK sixty five, uh, he'll I'll, okay. 
What like a tiger tried to correct it, but basically just trying to say that uh, once the thirtieth is put out, I'll be the first on the block to get an EK sixty five jersey. Uh, that's a no, but uh, thank you for playing. <laughs> hey, uh, I just want to mention Marty T says I'm talking like somebody who doesn't have ten million dollars. How do you know? <laughs> USD. He had, you know, hey, to be fair, to be fair, Jerk has ten million, but it's Canadian. <laughs> well, by your argument, that's still a good amount of money. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Uh, again, we'll get back to the Jersey uh, discussion in a hot minute. But the thing I would like to move on now. Uh, God, it's been so long since we've done a show. God damn it. Um, the Sharks came out a couple of weeks ago or so, and if you're familiar with our podcast, you know about this because we spoke with Sharks president Jonathan Becker about the situation a couple weeks ago. Go check out that interview, and I will try to put the link up up here. I want to say right here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Sharks came out and said the city is not including them in their plans for the downtown West development that is coming along, including the Google Project and Diridon expansion. Um, I don't understand how this is happening, to be quite honest with you. Uh, earlier this week, San Jose City ha Council had a uh, meeting regarding the Diridon expansion, and everything they talked about was... Um, low income housing, or I'm sorry, they, I forgot. Yeah. You have to use all the polite words now. Uh, it's not low come, low income housing anymore. It's affordable housing and they're not the, they're, and do I shit you not on the call. The, they weren't referring to homeless people. They were referring to the unhoused. Like, mm. I don't understand why language has to be so soft on certain things, but whatever. <laughs> for those yeah, I mean yeah, for, I for you get, I mean well no for you George Carlin fans you'll understand George Carlin did a great bit where you know when it talked about World War II it was uh you know people f uh the military people coming home from the war uh were dealing with the effects of shell shock mm -hmm. and you hear that it's like two quick words almost you know it sounds very harsh shell shock and then it was uh, they're dealing with battle fatigue. You know, it's a little <laughs> softer. And then, you know, and then it gets into post-traumatic stress syndrome. By the time you've said all of that, you feel fine by the end of saying it. <laughs> anyway, go listen to that. But um, back to this. In the meeting with the Deer Dawn expansion, there, there was no mention of the Sharks. They talked about it for 45 minutes. Didn't mention SAP Center. Didn't mention working with the Sharks. None of that. Now... I was on that call and I had some things to say as I tend to do. And, you know, and I brought up the fact that, look, you know, I'm all for, for adding mass transit and getting people to and from the games as easily as possible. And if public transit is a convenient and uh, affordable option, absolutely use it. But I live five miles from the tank. In fact, I think it's 4.9. Like It's not even five miles. It would take me, you know, it, it takes me probably door to door on a, on an on a average game night on a Tuesday, less than 15 minutes, probably about 13 minutes door to door. Me leaving my garage to pulling up to lot B 
at the SAP Center. And not all of us are that fortunate. Uh, you, you're right. You're right. But I'm just saying. <laughs> the... Speaking as somebody who lives eight hours and four minutes away from the tank. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. But it's just <laughs> my point is that I live so close. I live that close. And public transit is like not even an option for me because like even the bus that goes by where I am doesn't go anywhere near SAP Center. So it's just. Uh... You know, <laughs> I don't mean to poke a hole in your story, but as oh. the VTA ex as the VTA expert, I can make a counterpoint when you're done. Well, no, no, no. Okay, that's true. You did take a bus, and but yeah, okay, I I get that. But it's <sighs> either way, it's it's not. Gonna, you make a valid point, it, though. It's certainly yeah. It's certainly not going to be twelve minutes door to door. No, sir. But either way, it. it's it's just more convenient. Um, but either way, the it, look the. The, the point that I keep that I at least try to make, because here this is the funny thing for me is, you know, what are fans supposed to do if uh, mass transit isn't an option? You know, I mean, or <laughs> I mean, come on, the, the from greencaltrain.com. This is great. On November 12th, the shark sent a letter to fans urging them to oppose the proposal to reduce vehicle lanes on Santa Clara. Autumn and Montgomery streets and to urge the city to maintain a long-standing agreement in place since the nineties to ensure that nearly 5,000 parking spaces are available within a third of a mile of SAP center. Now, right now, Google is trying to buy up all that land from the city. <clears throat> but the funny thing about this letter, or at least uh, part of Google's response uh, it's the sharks are contending that Google is underestimating the amount of future car commuting by Google employees. Although the tech giant maintains downtown San Francisco offices, uh, that have minimal car commuting. And that, that just tickled me. Cause I'm like, okay, number one, are those downtown offices located right next to a heavily used arena and in close proximity to downtown? Uh, no, like let's compare apples and apples here. And let's also think about the fact that San Francisco, you could fit the city of San Francisco in San Jose three times and still have enough room to spend. Like you could probably put, mm, I don't know, 500 pier 39s in that same, that leftover spot, you know? Uh, but San Francisco and San Jose, they're two entirely different cities. Like for one, I can walk three blocks in San Jose and not be overcome by the smell of human waste, but I digress. Well, for, for, and, and for me, uh, one of those cities I actually enjoy being in, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one uh, I, <laughs> you'll have to guess. I think I know. You might. Yeah. I just, you know, it would have been nice to see Google and the shark, like, I don't know, Google just be really proactive in saying, Hey, we want to do this awesome development and it's going to help the city and it's going to do all this stuff. We also realize that your building is 30 years old. And by the time all of this development is all done, it's probably going to be about 40 years old. What about, you know, incorporating a brand new arena that we'll work with you guys on and it'll be, you know, across the street from the current one. And but like, I don't know why that didn't happen, but either way, the point being, the city of San Jose, now I'm going to be quite honest, you know, I've had San Jose's mayor, Sam Licardo, lie directly to my face 
more than once. So when he tells you or tells the news or whatever that, uh, oh, you know, the sharks are a very big priority and we're going to work with them. But I don't trust this guy as far as I could throw him. Um, it, it just seems like every time something comes up, the sharks are the last to know. For example, uh, recently, I want to say earlier this week or late last week, whenever it was, the Mercury News put out a thing that said, oh, by the way, there's a push to have that stretch of road that runs from 280 all the way back beyond to St. John. So it would impact Bird, Autumn, Montgomery. Uh, am I missing one? Bird, Autumn, Montgomery? No, I think no, I got No, that's all. it. <clears throat> yeah, but that whole stretch, but, you know, the particularly that stretch right there where they hold the street rallies and everything on Autumn, that will eventually become Barack Obama Boulevard. The Sharks, that that was news to them. And now I'm, I'm not going to get into the, there's no reason to politicize this. Whether they wanted to name it Obama Boulevard or Ronald Reagan Boulevard or Jimmy Carter Boulevard, I don't care about the political aspect of it. It's just the fact that they're doing this and they didn't even talk to the Sharks about it. And it's kind of like, aren't there like literally a bajillion other roads in San Jose? Like you can't think of a different one to do. Like if you're going to name that stretch anything, why is it not, I don't know, McHenry Boulevard, you know, key player in San Jose that was responsible for getting the arena built or say George Gund Avenue. Hello? Teal way. That would be be smart. That would be smarter. Yeah. Teal way of, you know, Patrick Marlowe place. I don't know. (laughs) It just, it's, I don't care about, uh, you know, who the politician is that's, that is being named after. I just think it's a, there's a bajillion other roads that you could use that for. I don't know why you would go with that one. Uh, but I want to tell you though, when you, when you put information out like this, and you ask for people that to not make it about politics, there's no quicker way f- to make people make it about politics. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Um, so either way, we'll find out what happens with that. Let's move on here. Uh, we're we're going to get to your stuff in, in, the, uh, in the comments here, um, eventually. <laughs> if you have some questions, save them. I think Hockey Jerk is doing me a favor and kind of monitoring the chat. If you see something, dude, call it out. Uh, from Kevin Kurz, our buddy Kevin Kurz, his latest mailbag had a comment in there that was a little concerning, if you're a Sharks fan. It said, Hasso Plotner, the uh, Sharks owner, as it were, is an interesting case. Kevin Kurz saying, I've heard rumblings that there isn't much interest in keeping the sharks in the family for the long term but since we haven't spoken with him in years that's tough to verify we can only speculate as to how long the 76 year old wants to own the team um that concerns me that concerns me a great deal as a sharks fan you know chief is 76 and if the family is not interested in keeping the team in the family uh oh boy uh you know like hasso plotner has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt he's like dougie spend to the cap do what you need to do he's talking to jonathan becker and you know everybody at the sharks and saying yeah dump millions into the tank get a beautiful scoreboard uh get a whole new ice plant redo the flooring 
uh, you know, do the whole thing for the Barracuda. Like, dude is just writing check upon check. Uh, who's to say that the next owner, whoever the team gets sold to, is, you know, are we going to end up with, uh, what, what's Chiefs in Ottawa? Melnick? Melnick? Yeah, that? Eugene Melnick. Yeah. Uh, do, you know, do we want that? Yikes. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything to worry about. Just because of, like you said, how committed <clears throat> he is to the team and to the city. You know, I'm. Well, here's I'm my not, point, not... though. He's committed to the team. He's committed to the city, but contractually, he's only committed to the city for another five years. When he's well, hit, when he's hitting yeah. eighty, that deal between the Sharks and the city of San Jose goes annually after that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know though. You you you'd have a hard time convincing me that he would let something he cares about so much fall to the wayside just because he's getting old. <sighs> like if he if he is aware of his own mortality, which I think at that age you are, for sure he's going to be saying, "Okay, when I die, who's going to take over? Are they going to do are they going to continue my vision for everything?" Like he's not going to, you know, He's not going to sign it off and be like, oh, you know, that one gardener we've always had, he's really been a nice guy. Like, that's not how it's going to be, <laughs> you know, like he's going to say, OK, are you going to, you know, I don't know if he has kids or cousins or brothers or whatever, but, you know, say, OK, I'm not giving you this team unless you do the right thing. You know, like as serious as he is about the team, I don't think he would just let it go as soon as he dies. Oh, man. That's just my opinion. I'm okay. not pretending to Hold know on. anything. Sonic Tonic calling us out. Love the shows and appreciate you guys so much, but damn, every episode feels lately like it's just so much doom and gloom, so depressing. We're not here to depress you. We're, we're going to get to some fun stuff too, but I mean, you got to at least be a realist. Um, Death is only the beginning. Yes. Uh, Amy's saying, missing puck guy. Who? You're the only one. <laughs> 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 no, we're just kidding. We love you. Oh, yikes. I'm sure Puck Guy's auditing us, so we love you. Yeah, no, we're just kidding. <laughs> I look forward to when uh, the San Jose Sharks are playing in their new venue, the Four Seasons Landscaping Company Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, some of you might get that joke. Okay. Oh, I, I oh, I got it. <laughs> Probably nobody else. Uh, the Sharks retro reverse jersey was finally released. Who? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you'll remember if... Uh, Again, if you're like Sonic Tonic, if you've been a viewer of the show, you know that we discussed this like two years ago, but whatevs, we're fine. Uh, but thoughts on the jersey? Uh, you know, the press release says that uh, the Sharks' first third jersey circles around to take another bite in this retro reverse jersey. Uh, kids, this isn't the first third jersey. <laughs> it is. By, ma- by my math, it is the... Uh, what the fifth, the sixth? No, Let's no, see. no. One, but but they're saying that it was ba- that this what I am wearing is based on the first third jersey in the history of the team, and if if and if it was, then there would be you know the the little I don't know what I don't even know what those things are called, but those fins that came in from like under the armpits, because if you look <laughs> at a teal version, the teal ones had that. This is based on. The away version, the white one, if you will. So, just I'm just being technical. Fun fact about the reverse retro jerseys, though: um, 179 for a blank authentic, 
225 for a Brent Burns authentic, only 150 for an Eric Carlson authentic. So anyway. Are you serious? No, I'm screwing around. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, if that's the case, you know, somebody's going to be getting a call. Yeah, <laughs> sir. Um, but so I have a couple of things. Uh, you know, obviously I have my hands on one of these. And uh, I'm going to say, um, Adidas is kind of letting me down, bro. Like, the, the feel of this feels very, very Chinese, if you know what I'm saying. It's, it, 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 it I, you know, maybe it's from having uh, more back and forth with Made in Canada Pro Stocks. But mm-hmm. this, I don't know. It's like, the look of it fine but just the material just the, i don't know the quality on that i'm a little disappointed in adidas to be honest with you like this, yeah that's go ahead that's kind of that's, well, i was just gonna say that's kind of what i had heard from a few people i talked to was that the retro reverse or reverse retro whatever it's called was a bit lighter you know it was going to be lighter in in uh, uh weight not color um you know it was a bit lighter and based on aj's testimony which obviously i trust um, it sounds like that's, you know, that is the case that it's, it's a, you know, I don't know if I would say it's thinner, but it's definitely different. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Vince saying as soon as Puck guys, 56 K modem fires up, we're going to get it. Jerry asking, is the teal color in the retro reverse the same as the current? Um, I mean, it kind of feels like it, but I've got the, you know, the, the teal version of this, you know, what this jersey is based on. So, like, the teal version of the second generation jersey. I don't know, so many numbers. What do you got there, numbers? Uh, it definitely matches the teal from that second generation jersey. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, Jerry, get your ass to a store and go match them up. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, but I will. I do want to say though, can we can we hey. please stop? And, and Jerk and I have had a little discussion about this off air. Can we like make a push to stop calling Indonesian Adidas jerseys authentic? <laughs> Only made in Canada pro stocks should be called authentic. I don't know what you would call this. It's certainly not authentic. Hashtag buzzword. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's that's what it all is. It's all buzzwords. Yeah, I don't care for it. And when they did the promos for these jerseys for the for, for the retro reverse retro, what's with all the models wearing hoodies? Should I have worn a hoodie with this? I probably should. <laughs> well, dude, and like I, I like I dude, I would bet you a bajillion dollars. Not one of those models could pick out a hockey player from a lineup. <laughs> well, dude, it's uh, dude. Like I told you, you know, I'm looking at the Adidas website and it's like, this model is six foot two and wears a size 50. I'm like, in what universe? <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm six foot one and I'm wearing a 56. So somewhere along the way, somebody's messing up here. Mm. Dude, I'm telling you, Adidas jerseys are the skinny jeans of jerseys. That's, you know, they, <laughs> you're right. Dude, they look fine if you're tiny. But they're very unflattering on anybody that isn't battling bulimia. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on, the Sharks released their 30th anniversary logo, kind of. Uh, you saw Ryan Donato and Devin Dubnik post videos holding jerseys 
uh, you know, current Sharks jerseys that had the patch in the upper right-hand corner, of course. The quality of, the, quality of these videos bordered on hostage videos, so you didn't get a really good look <laughs> on them. Um, but I would imagine that you will be able to expect a reveal of that logo probably, I want to say, at the same time that the Sharks reveal whatever jersey is going to be the specialty for their 30th anniversary, just like they did the Heritage for the 25th. And, uh, you know, if you're a betting man, which I am, uh, that's probably going to happen before Christmas. And it's December 6th right now. So basically what I'm saying is uh, in the next 19 days, I'd probably be a solid bet to say that, uh, you know, if you can find somebody to take that bet, I'm just going to say that you're going to see another Sharks jersey get released. So what you're saying is that everybody should go on Twitter to at San Jose Sharks and turn on their notifications. There you go. <laughs> Just tweet Just about say, hey, release it now, rules. you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules here. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, Kendall Coin Schofield, is that correct? Yep. Okay. Right. Uh, has announced she is leaving the broadcast, the, the San Jose Sharks broadcast, to become a coach in Chicago. Um, you know, I, 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 I like to try to be a positive person. I like to giggle and laugh. You know, I don't want as much fun as I have poking fun at the fanatics. Uh, you know, I don't want to be overwhelmingly negative because as Sonic Tonic pointed out, it's depressing. Um, are you going to miss Kendall coin from the broadcast? Honestly, mm, probably not, but it's not, it's not anything personal. I just didn't. Yeah. I, it's just one of those things where, you know, I didn't watch or listen to her enough to, like, build a connection the way that I have with, like, Han and Bakes and Hetty and all those guys. Yeah. See, for me, the thing is, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the three-man booth. I always feel... Um, sir, it's three-person booth. It's 2020. Oh, Jesus. Okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, the three-person booth. Fine. Um and like a tiger saying, who would you want to replace her? Um, no one. Well, <laughs> no one if you're keeping, you know, Ruzanowski and Hetty and Bakes and Han. Like, again, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, for me, it works better. It, there's a better flow when there's two people calling the game. Um, Kendall. I feel, you know, I just, and again, the, it, it comes with repetition. You don't build chemistry right out the gate. Uh, ask Jerk. Go back and listen to the very first shows that Jerk did with us. <laughs> you know, this the, our funny little banter did not come on the very first show. I think it was the third show, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, she, you know, she needed, you know, she wants to continue in that. You know, you got to have the reps for it. Some people... Uh, do who who's that? Oh my lord! Who's that one girl that I really like? AJ Malesko. AJ AJ Malesko. Yeah. Oh my god, she is good. You know. Yeah. So, she's really. Yeah, I really enjoy her commentary. Yeah, I feel like you know Kendall. You, you need to. Um, it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste, and I'm again. I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I feel like she might have gotten elevated faster than she should have all because of how well she did in that speed skating thing for the all-star game at San Jose, mm -hmm. you know, like had she not like hauled ass around the, you know, and, and, and done so well, I think most people, Oh, you know, oh, you know, 
good for her. She did it, but she, you know, she kind of made some national news with that. And I, I don't know if like the sharks were trying to uh, take advantage of that that heat and say, yeah, let's get her involved, or I, I don't know. But to me, it was just kind of like, no, nah, you you need your reps, uh, you know, in the minor leagues first. And mm-hmm. it, it, and did were some of her takes like in you know very insightful? Absolutely. But I do feel like sometimes she was kind of crowbarred in. And again, I think that's because it was the three-person booth, <laughs> as Jerk likes to say. But anyway, wish you the best. Have fun in Chicago. Um, all right. I don't, uh, I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, but, we, <laughs> but we have to because it's on social media. <laughs> we don't have to do anything. We don't <laughs> want to do. You're right. You're right. Um, you know what? This is going to be a perfect time for me to grab a beverage. So I'm just going to throw this out there now. Um, oh, wait, wait, Felix throwing it coming, coming in hot, not sharks related. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saving you. But Kendall did do color for the Notre Dame ASU college hockey game. Oh, nice. Okay. That, yeah. I, that I did not know. Yeah. So yeah, do, do some more collegiate stuff and work your way up and yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, this will be a perfect time for me to grab a beverage. Um, Evander Kane wants to fight Logan Paul. Your thoughts, Drew? Ooh, yes. Ha, okay. <clears throat> now, uh, I don't know. I probably sh- I probably shouldn't be as excited about this as, uh, as I am. Um, but I don't know. I always think it's cool or it's fascinating, you know, when somebody who's kind of from our world, if you will, in this case, a Sharks player, um, is sort of making an, uh, you know, making headlines and getting attention in, you know, not a negative way. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's positive exactly, but it's not negative. I mean, it's fun. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it would definitely be something that I would love to watch. But, you know, just based on, obviously, you know, contract um, verbiage and expectations from the NHL, you know, it's not something that can happen. Um, but I think it would be great, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, it just, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of, like, the Paul brothers, you know. I, I mean, I think they're kind of obnoxious, to be honest with you. But... Um, specifically Jake Paul. I mean, he is a trained boxer. So as much of a runt that he is, you know, I, I think it would be interesting to see how he did against somebody like Evander Kane, who is not a boxer, but has, has some boxing training. You know, I think it would be an interesting, um, you know, juxtaposition. I know where it's between the two. Um, so I think it would be great. It'd be great for the sports, you know, um, for the sports, geez, for the fans. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm saying if the NHL was smart, they'd turn around and get the uh, the pay per view buys to be included in hockey related revenue. But <laughs> that's just me. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like because there's nothing else going on, it's it's fun to talk about and think about. But I would say, you know, is Jake Paul more likely to fight Evander Kane, or am I more likely to win the lottery while getting struck by lightning? You know, same same. Makes you think. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm like. <laughs> Again, like, up until this whole thing with Evander Kane on social media, I'll be quite honest with you. I didn't know who Logan Paul or Jake Paul was. I still really don't know who either of these dipshits are. And and to 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 drive that point home further, 
I don't care. I just mm-hmm. don't. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I just uh, you know, there's certain things that I just don't <laughs> You're not. You're not between. Here's the thing, though. You're not between the ages of 16 and 25, though. So you shouldn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. I just whatever. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those. Yeah. Like to me, like, I just think about it. I'm like Evander Kane. There are better uses of your time, my bro. Yeah, I just think I don't know. I mean, it's it's got people talking, you know, um, and. It, I, I, I'm very interested. I saw, I think 21 Puck said it, but, you know, Logan Paul actually is scheduled to fight uh, Floyd Money, Money Mayweather, which is going to be incredible. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I hope he gets taken out on a stretcher. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's, if you don't know who they are, you're doing it right, AJ. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get the wheels beat off him. But I'm just, I mean, I we can get back to hockey, but, I, you know, full full marks uh for calling out probably the best boxer of all time but uh, yeah (laughs) you just know the sharks press department was glued to their phones during the ek9's ball beef on social media (laughs) oh jesus they're going jesus christ can we can we open up training already (laughs) (laughs) guys have go 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 because kane was even talking about so i need to get a podcast going i'm like oh jesus christ (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, you know who Mario Ferraro, dude. Everybody. Yeah, dude. Like, Everybody has a podcast. Yeah, I'm like, you you don't have one already? What's up? Um either way. The uh, of course the other thing when it comes to Evander Kane and social media, um people got all offended because Evander evidently referred to the Reeves brothers. I did not know Ryan Reeves had a brother, but that's just me. Yeah, he plays in he plays in the CFL. What is uh I don't watch soccer. Canadian. Um, <laughs> but uh, everybody like got their panties in a wad because Kane called uh, the Reeves brothers quote unquote sisters or the Reeves sisters whatever the hell it was um, uh, really <laughs> I mean the, the the social justice warriors out there like there are more there are more important things to like get your panties in a wad over lose your shit over like it where's your moral outrage at nintendo calling it a game boy you know or swanson calling their frozen dinner a hungry man you know i mean or or kane telling also filming a video that said i'll take the mop off your head and wipe the floor with you so you, well, those, if, if those aren't this, exactly the same i'm not saying it's the same but it's like you know if you're this uh you know set off by one pro athlete talking smack to another pro athlete that they play regularly, maybe just get off social media. Don't ever watch TV because you're going to get offended. You know, like I just, it's like I referred to this per, you know, in an insulting effort, I referred to this male person as a female. I also said that I was going to beat the shit out of somebody. Nobody came for him when he like threatened violence. But when he referred to brothers as sisters, everybody lost their mind. Again, if if this is what like triggers you, you probably just want to never watch TV again. I guess. I'm sorry. I, just, I I guess it takes a lot more to offend me than other people. But that's just yeah. Me. Well, <clears throat> here's my whole thing. It's like, you know, the you know interpretation. I mean, really, what it was, you know, is is you know using being female as a way to put somebody down i mean that's ultimately what it was 
Now, I... Well, see, the thing is, is I'm not triggered by that because I know some badass chicks. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's not, like I said, it's one of those things where that's not something where that I would do because I know that it's not right, but it's also not something that I think we need to press pause on everything and and hyperanalyze, you know, it's just a situation where it's like, hey, it's a situation where it's, you know, hey, that's not cool. Don't do it. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. And then move on. No, and and I'm right there with you. But it's like, I, you know, I I want to tell you, there's been a time when I've been, you know, at uh, at a you know at a large gathering, f- watching football, men and women there, and one you know one of the girls uh, referred to one of the gentlemen at that party and said, you know, oh he he would I forget what the alcohol that was put something tequila or Jaeger or whatever it was. And she, and, she, <laughs> and she did a shot, and there was a gentleman there that was like, yeah, I'm not drinking that. And she said, oh, my God, you're such a pussy. And nobody was triggered. N- nobody felt the need to get on Twitter and complain about it. Just saying. But uh, look, if you want to be offended, you be offended. Um, Vince, 2021, stay woke playoffs. There you go. I'm down with it. I'm so down with it. Uh, especially when we root for a sport where people fight and skate with razor blades on their feet. Uh, winners and losers from the reverse retro reveal. Jerk, your top three. You can only pick three, and you're not allowed to pick any of mine, which are the Avalanche, Ducks, and Yotes. Go ahead. Well, uh, first, <laughs> first of all, um, I was under the impression that I had... Um, the right of first refusal when it came to picking the Yotes and anything. Um, <laughs> You've certainly earned it, my friend. <laughs> but no, I'll say, you know what, top three, I'll just, you know, if you really want my analysis on the retro reverse jerseys, go back like two weeks ago and find the show that AJ, Pucka and myself did. But here's like the hot, the hot, yeah, you just coming in hot. Top three, bottom you know, three. Yeah, put a, put a, you know, put a lead apron on because it's coming in hot. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really like the Buffalo Guess Sabres Guess what you're one. getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Sabres, um, LA Kings, and the Golden Knights. I like the Golden Knights one. All it's right. a shame that it's taken three years for them to put out a nice jersey, um, but it, I like it. The history of Las Vegas, that badass logo, the color red. I mean, hello. Um, uh, bottom three, Dallas, Detroit, and the New York Islanders. Oh, uh, damn it. Stay on your own page. It's okay. Say say Boston and you'll be fine. No, uh, well, you're right. Um, like a tiger. Night the Rangers? No, I hey, everybody knows that I am a huge fan of Lady Liberty, but you know what? Those sleeves, man, they're so boring. The to yeah. me, it wasn't the original one is better. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the Avalanche for me knocked it out of the park with the Nords uh using the Avalanche color scheme. The ducks, I'm sorry, that wildweed thing is just chef's kiss. And uh you know the yotes and purple just what 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 a difference you know on green you kind of go oh i don't know about that on purple like you're like oh sexy right um however i still think the florida panthers the more and more i look at all these i think they did the best job at implementing the reverse retro idea if you get what i'm saying 100 percent uh yeah my bottom three detroit minnesota and pittsburgh 
Um, Dallas gets a huge minus for not going Muteris. Uh, Dallas gets a huge minus. <laughs> just leave it. Just leave it there. But let's be honest. The big three winners in this are the NHL, Adidas, and Fanatics because they are going to be cashing the money. Right. Yeah. The COVID pandemic seriously not weighing them down. <laughs> not at all. Hey, speaking of the stars, they unveiled their third jersey that will be used for I don't know twelve to fifteen games. Um, but I wanted to know, jerk, are the are these games going to be played in a laser tag arena? Space Mountain, Tron. Yeah, it's really, Oof. it's really odd. Like their if third it, jersey well, is I should, like I should say. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. But you know, it's black with neon puke green. It's it's very just wowzers. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so they put out their third jersey, and it, it almost kind of seems like I hate to even broach this topic but just the way that the their third jersey and their retro reverse jersey kind of complement each other i almost feel like in some alternate reality that those two would be their home and away like jersey catalog dude dude, i so want the dallas stars going forward to do that just be like full color rush on the road where they're just like white pants white jerseys white gloves white everything and then at home, just black in that obnoxious green. Just shit can what they have now. And just go, nope, third? No, that's actually going to be our new home. <laughs> and those white, oh, Jesus. I think that would be stellar. Uh, Alan, Jesus, dude, those neon jerseys are crazy for Dallas. Um, and then Vince saying, look, dude, Edmonton not going with a, with a retro cum shot? Absolutely. <laughs> you right. Totally agree with that. And uh, the one thing I will say, though, what's the uh, opposite of stick taps? <laughs> Adidas just dragging out the release, though, dude. Like, putting out a teaser video on Wednesday. Then on Thursday, they give you, like, a little tease of Pacific teams. And then the next day, it's Atlantic. And the next day, it's just, oh, my God. Stop. Talk about an announcement about an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> just leaks and drips suck. But anyway. It's all about building hype. Uh, I know, but to a certain extent, you just go, okay, enough. Just tell me the day and time and I'll be there. Um, so with that, I think we can probably uh, wrap it up. Uh, should point out a couple things, though. Um, now that we're, uh, what, a tight 55? No, 65, sorry. Um, we'll get there. Yeah. Eric, oh, I'm sorry, Puck Guy, <laughs> Mr. AOL himself. Uh, recently spoke with Terry Smith. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, if you like the Sharks logo, you can thank him. He is the one that created the Sharks logos. Uh, oh, my Lanta. Go check out the, the latest. When did that drop? Like a week ago or something? Man, there are some designs in there that are cringeworthy. Like, th- like the, there's the whole of... You know, what might have been. And then there's a like, mm-hmm. thank God that never was. There are both. <laughs> in there. <laughs> there are both in that video. Let me tell you. Um, there's boy a couple of those like sharks logos where it's like the profile of the shark and his nose looks like scrunched up or something like a mad dog or something. It's just, man, go check out the Terry Smith interview that uh, Puck Guy did. It just, just 
to look at some of these designs, they will blow you away. <laughs> the, th the Screaming Shark, I look at what the Screaming Shark logo is today and I go, oh, thank God. Because you look at some of the designs that are in this video, you will freak the hell out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank God. Um, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, our recent interview with Jonathan Becker, you might want to go check that out if you're a, uh, I don't know, a fan of going to games and, I don't know, driving. There's <laughs> that, you know, there's that. Um, so, yeah, this is the uh, first episode of The Pucknologist we've done in, I want to say, about six weeks. Uh, I don't know that we're going to take this much time off. Now, granted, there's not a lot to talk about, but that could be changing if we're lucky in the next few weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, are, you, are, you, are you just like literally like with your thumb up your ass going, just make an announcement already. Give me a hard date. You know what I mean? Like, I understand things are fluid, but it's like, dude, just come out and say, okay, you know what? January 16th, boom, that's going to be the first game. Don't know where it's going to be, but there's going to be hockey played on that day. Yeah, well, <laughs> somebody's getting played on that day. I'm telling you right now. Um, <laughs> won't won't get into it here, but I think you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the uncertainty kind of sucks. Well, not kind of sucks. It does suck. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I kind of look at it where it's like, you know, I heard somebody say, you know, somebody made the point where it's like the NHL wants to start as quick as they can. So if they have to pause, they've got more time to catch up. And I'm 100% down with it. But at the same time, I also kind of look at it and it's like, you know, this is a very fragile situation and you want to get it right. You're right. So there's two ways to looking at it. And speaking of fragile, one of AJ's cats roamed by. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> All right, get the hell off me. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that that's it. Uh, I will give a, uh, a five-minute call for, for the chat. If you have any questions, get them in now. And while I wait for those to come along, we will let everybody know. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, all those places, Teal Town, USA. Uh, remember, as you're here on YouTube, if you are, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend. Help us build that base, if you please. We would certainly appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up while you're here. And if you ever miss a show, you want to hear it again, you want to catch something that you missed, uh, it's almost like your own personal DVR for Teal Town USA Podcasts. Whatever your platform, you can catch us. Do us a favor. Leave the five stars. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform. Nice review would be appreciated. You can hit us up there. Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on the social media. Hockey jerk. Uh, hello. Um, you've probably, if you follow me on Twitter, at hockey underscore jerk, and if you're part of our Discord server, uh, Teal Town USA, just look it up on Discord, um, you'll notice that I haven't been as active lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is the very slow time of the year and it's hard to you know it's hard to get it up for anything relating to hockey conversation just because of how little there's actually going on but at the same time you know we've had a few nuggets drop here in the last couple of weeks so as always great to chat here with our with our buddy here 
AJ and Cheng. Um, and if you liked this chat, as I said before, you should follow me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. Um, while we wait, you know, I know I believe AJ said the, uh, you know, AJ said that the teleconference was about to start here. Um, but so while, while we wait, you know, I figured a, a, a nice little Sharks prospect update would be fun. So Marcus Sorensen ends, <laughs> yeah, right, uh, ends his tenure with uh, Vita Heston. Um, 11 goals, 13 assists in 14 games. He was recalled back to San Jose. So does that mean we're close? It's anybody's guess. Zumvita um, Heston? <laughs> uh, Jonathan Dolan still, l- yeah, racking him in, uh, in Timura. Uh, 25 points in 12 games. Uh, Ivan Chakovich, who was the KHL Rookie of the Month, um, have five goals and 10 assists in 16 games. I said on Twitter, is that good? And I confirmed it is good. It is, um, fact. Yeah. Um, I know Vince and Skyler would be able to speak to this more than me. Thomas Bordalo is evidently ripping it up at the University of Michigan, uh, 10 points in eight games. Um, Dude, that just sounds like the coolest fucking name. Like, Thomas Bordalo? Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's James Bond, but it's just it's Bordalo. I was gonna say he sounds like Thomas. he sounds like he would be president in like 1860. Oh, dude! Like it's just a very fancy name, or like a um, CEO of like the coolest wine company you've ever. Seen. It's Bordeaux. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's hit some and, chat, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's hit some chat. I was gonna say the other sharks prospects—they're doing things, but nothing really jumps off the page. All right, avocado f- flight. Okay, just got here. Did they already discuss San Jose pushing the sharks out? Yes, we did, sir. Get here earlier. <laughs> but you can rewind. You can rewatch this. It's all good. Uh, let's see. Pierre LeBron on Twitter. How many times is he going to have to rephrase and say, this is an important week regarding return to play? You right. <laughs> did you all see Dallas is pushing for another outdoor game this year? Hey, if we can get Corey Perry doing another walk of shame, I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Sonic Tonic, 28 viewers, only 10 likes? Come on, people. Well, we're at 14 right now, but yes, I'm down with it. What, what's stopping you from hitting the thumbs up button, people, is what we're trying to say. All righty. I think we good. Fun show. Fun show. Always nice to hear from Shang. Uh, if, if, I mean, if he, if he doesn't flake, <laughs> and I've, I've only known him to do it once. Holy shit, we got our first super chat of the night. Just as we're about to leave. All right. Sharks fan 27. Would you be okay if the Sharks ever played games at Chase Center in San Francisco? I would be okay with it, but I don't think Chase Center would be okay with it because as far as I know, it is not set up whatsoever for hockey. Uh, you're, it's not set up for uh, a team to call that their home, um, but certainly the Sharks could play an exhibition game there. Uh, yeah. That, that I think that would be about it, but it's all right. It's okay. What was I talking? About? I got so excited for the donation that I uh, <laughs> forgot what I was what I was moving on to. Oh, let's see. The here. quicker we the quicker we wrap it up, the quicker we can have the after party in Discord. Yeah, Discord bitches. Uh, so anyway, yeah. If you'd like to, uh, if the, if you'd like to hear the party continue on Discord, uh, follow Teal Town USA on Twitter. And ask us to send you the invite, and we'll pass that along to you. Boom. That simple, people. Uh, so with that, uh, you probably will hear from us in a couple weeks, maybe. Uh, 
all depends on how soon the Sharks decide to release the 30th anniversary logo and whatever New Jersey is coming down the hopper. So with that, thank you guys so much for watching. We will catch you all next time. Whoa, 114 will be the next episode. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Thanks for joining us, and thank you very much to Shang Peng and SanJoseHockeyNow.com for joining. Have a good night, everybody. Happy holidays.